Hello and welcome to episode two of Judd's Travel Bag, the the podcast. I guess since our last episode was the alpha test, we'll call this one the beta test. Thank you for everyone out there for for putting up with me, my little experiment here. Uh, tonight's episode, I'm calling the Road Less Traveled, also known as the Unexpected Path. And I think I've really found myself on an unexpected path the last six months. Uh, one thing I've done, and I talked about this last time, is that I found a definite need to get out of the house. You know, anytime you're close to someone and they pass away, everywhere that was associated with them becomes kind of haunted. And our house is no different. Everywhere I look, there are things that remind me of Kelly. And so uh, I've had to find reasons to get out of the house. And some of that is, is traveling to see people. Some of that is volunteering out there. Some of that's doing other things. And one of the things I decided to pick back up was camping. Now, camping's always been important to my family. My grandparents ran a campground in Amishville over in Indiana until uh, I was six or seven years, eight, eight, year, eight years old or so. And then also my parents, when, while I was a toddler, they uh, were up at Northern Michigan University getting their master's degrees. And so those summers, we stayed in our camper there in Marquette. And actually, there's, some, there's a, a picture out there. And I don't know, it's probably in my mom's archives somewhere of me getting bathed as a toddler in the little tiny sink that's in a camper. So I'll try to put that on the, on the website for the, for the podcast here. So one thing I decided to do is pick back up camping. Now, Kelly was not a big fan of camping. The idea of camping for Kelly was a hotel that did not have a pool and 24-hour room service. And we all make compromises in, re in relationships, obviously. And one of the things I kind of gave up was camping. But I picked that up when I, when I suddenly found myself to be on my own and wanted to get out of the house. So I got myself a tent and all the, the cool gear you get when you go camping. Camp, that's probably one of my favorite parts actually about camping is that you can, you get all kind of, there's all, there's so much stuff out there for camping. There's folding knives, folding spoons, folding stoves, all kind of stuff. And being, being the gear junkie that I am, I, I definitely, uh, got a lot of stuff for camping. So one of my first adventures was at a, at a uh, state park over in Indiana called Wabash. If you look it up, it starts with OU by the way. And by the way, anything that starts with OU cannot be bad just so you know. But it's a fairly big state park with hiking trails and, and all the usual stuff that you find at a, at a state park. So I, I set up camp. And interestingly enough, one of the, probably one of the oddest things that happened to me in Kelly's passing was that on Father's Day, I got kind of a gift from beyond the grave. Uh, each year, Kelly and I would always send each other presents from, from our cats because we consider ourselves our cat parents. And, and apparently Kelly had ordered for me a while ago an Apple watch that arrived on father's day. So here I was, you know, five weeks or so after Kelly had passed and suddenly I got a present from her and that's the kind of person she was. She gave the absolute best presents right when you usually needed them to. And so being that the geek, being the gear geek that I am, I started counting my steps, and I always thought those people that, that had to get their steps in were kind of irritating. Well, I'm, I guess I'm officially one of those people now. So I try to get my steps in. And one of the ways I do that is by, by hiking when I go camping. And I, and I love hiking because, to me, there's very few things as relaxing as being in the middle of the woods by yourself with just nature. 
but I'm still not, you know, a great technical hiker. I'm not going to go out there and, and, and hike the Appalachian Trail anytime soon. So I get the, the camp map or the, the park map, and I choose for me a nice little three-mile loop that's supposed to be fairly flat, a fairly normal difficulty trail. So I grab my camera and set off on this hiking adventure. Now, the woods in Wabash are made up of two things. First, there's old-growth forest, and our forests over here in, in western Ohio and eastern Indiana are old-growth hardwood trees. So you have big maples, big oaks, big things like that. But it also was a, a CCC camp in the 30s, so they also put lots of pines in because pines grow quickly, and that's what they planted. So when, you, when I start off this trail, it's in this, this shady grove of, of, of hardwoods and pines with a, a high woven ceiling. You know, very shady, very cool. The, the floor was littered with pine needles, making it nice and soft. It was like a carpet. And every once in a while along this path, there'd be uh, may apples and, and daisies and all the other little forest flowers popping up. It was a, uh, and I remember it, it was a very refreshing walk. You had that scent of pine, and you also had that, that sweet detritus scent that comes from things decaying in the summer. So eventually, I was probably 30, 40 minutes in, and, I, and I, the path divided. And, you know, I took the path that was marked for the, for the uh, easy trail, for the normal trail. I'm not going to say easy, normal trail. And that's where, you know, two roads divided in the woods. And I took the road that was less traveled. And in the end, that made a lot of difference. Now, I, I truly did not intend on taking the road less traveled. Whether the signpost was either turned wrong or I misread it, which I doubt because if anybody knows me, you know the Judd positioning system is very seldom wrong. So I continued down what I thought was the right path. And uh, eventually, the path changed from this, this wooded area into kind of a swampy area, which is also very natural where we're from because we are in, in what used to be called the Great Black Swamp before our, our German ancestors came in and drained all of it and turned it into like the greatest farmland in the world. But this was a, a low wetland with cattails and that, that sweet swampy smell. You had the music of bullfrogs and the spring peepers. But eventually, the hike started feeling a little long, so I looked down at my watch, and I found out that I had covered a little over four and a half miles, so something obviously was wrong. So I checked the map, and, and I did some quick calculations and realized that I had, uh, taking the, instead of taking the three-mile little baby trail, I was on the eight-and-a-half-mile moderate trail. Now, math really has never been my strong point, but I knew that if I had gone four and a half miles and if I turned and went back, I will have walked nine miles. So I thought, hey, it might just be easier for me to just to follow this path back to where back to where the cars are. It'll still be it'll be eight miles, but that's still a little shorter than nine, I guess. So I decided to press on. What I didn't really realize is that eventually the swamp ends. And then when you're in a lowland, you have to get out of the lowland. So the last probably three miles of it was at a, not a steep grade, but at least uphill. So I pressed on and my feet and my ankles and my hips said, hey, you're not really ready for this. 
but and I think eventually, eventually it opened up, and I, and I saw my car parked there, and hallelujah. But there's a lot to be said for that sense of accomplishment when you finish something that you didn't think you could do. I had covered 9.3 miles or something. You know, and I think that's, that, that says a lot when you have that feeling of accomplishment. So I guess mistakenly I took the road less traveled and that made a lot of difference because I got to see pictures that I got to take pictures that I never would have seen. I got to see sites that I never would have seen all because I ended up on the road less traveled. And I'd never really been a road less traveled kind of guy. I kind of follow the herd down the, down the well-worn paths of life. But that adventure of being on the, on the road less traveled meant a lot to me. And I guess part of this grief journey is being forced to be on the road less traveled. None of us would choose to be on this journey. If I had my choices, you know, Kelly would still be here. And I probably wouldn't be talking to you because I'd still be taking care of her. And I would be living my normal life as it was up until April 3rd. So being forced on that road less traveled has made a, a lot of difference in the, my recent life. You know, sometimes we, we end up on the paths that, that are chosen for us. Sometimes we end up on paths that we choose accidentally. And sometimes we just end up on the path that we're stuck with. And I guess it's us, up to us to make something out of that journey. So I guess sometimes as you travel the road less traveled, you know, your feet and ankles are going to hurt. Your hips going to hurt. But in the end, does that make the journey worth taking? And I have no answer for that, but I definitely think so. So I guess we got, we got kind of deep and philosophical there at the end of the, of the travel bag today. I want to thank everyone who's, who's listened. Thank you to the people that have, that have uh, sent me feedback and let me know that it actually sounds okay. And thank you to the, the 53 of you or whoever, the, all the people that listened. That's great. As far as housekeeping items, we do have our first guest lined up. That should be here. That should be coming up here in a couple episodes. Again, if you're interested in being a guest or you have an idea for a topic for a show or you have an idea for a guest, please let me know. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Judd Lehman. My Facebook is Judd Lehman. You can hit the email link on the on the podcast. Uh, pretty soon, uh, the the podcast should be available on iTunes. I just got it out there on uh, TuneIn. It's on SoundCloud, and I submitted it to a couple other places. The one thing that's kind of sad, and I'm going to end with this, is I tried to submit it to Spotify. Unfortunately, Spotify, even though it's becoming like one of the places to get music. Unfortunately, Spotify, as far as their podcasts are concerned, they want like millennial content. And I'm relatively certain that a 47 year old English teacher from Ohio is not going to be considered part of their millennial content. So sorry, Spotify. But anyway, thanks for listening. Stick around, watch for episode three to come out. It's going to be a great topic. And again, if you have an idea for a guest or an idea for a show, hit me up. Thanks for listening and have a great day.